the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Greetings. It's meeting time. And today we're going to continue introducing the third step of recovery. We made a decision to turn our will and lives over to the care of God. Now, let me get real for a second. I know some of you are sitting out there thinking, I tried to give my life to God, and I'm still living in the bondage of addiction. I can relate to that because I was in the bondage of addiction for too, too many years. But I'm here to tell you that if we apply these steps to our lives, we do recover. Now, I don't know why it takes some people longer than others to recover. I just know that this is a journey. And I just know that God does part up rivers for us, and he will move the mountains of addiction. See, we have to remember, addiction is cunning, baffling, and powerful. It's cunning because Satan lures us in the early stages of his entrapment with feelings of control, strength, and euphoria. And it's baffling because we're enslaved when we succumb to these temptations of this demonic force. And trust me, it is demonic. And it's powerful because we become prisoners of our own mind. You see, we develop diseased thinking of self-control, self-centeredness, self-will, lies, secrets, denial, shame, hopelessness, and unworthiness. And I know that some of you are feeling these emotions right now. But here's the good news. We will recover when we turn our will and life over to the care of God. This is spiritual warfare, folks. And in Acts 1, verse 8, Jesus teaches that we receive power when the Holy Spirit is upon us. You see, when we ask Jesus Christ to be our Savior, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. He battles this warfare for us. He'll rescue us from the bondage of addiction, and he will lead us to the path of restoration and righteousness. And he does this in his own timing. Now, no one can make this decision for us. We have to decide this for ourselves, and it's not made solely with our intellect. It's a decision based on our faith our desire, and the willingness to have God be the master of our life. This decision must travel from our head to our heart. And let me forewarn you, this is the last thing Satan wants us to do. He'll send legions of demons with weapons of obsession and compulsion to keep us in bondage. Another weapon in his arsenal is distorting our reasoning. He tries to control our minds. We actually become outright defiant and believe that we can break these chains of addiction on our own, only to fall deeper in the vicious cycle of this demise. He'll also use the guilt and shame game. He'll have us believing we're too evil for God to love. He blinds us with twisted thinking that God has abandoned us. Folks, Satan is full of lies, lies, and more lies. 
But here's the truth. When we apply these first three principles to our lives, God shows up. You see, God will show up when we're the weakest. We learned that in 2 Corinthians 12. Paul was begging God to remove the thorns in his flesh. But the Lord told Paul, as he's telling us today, my grace is sufficient. My power works best in your weakness. And like Paul, the power of God will deliver us from our thorn of addiction when we're willing to let go and let God. When we are weak, we are made strong through the power of Jesus Christ. And we cannot believe the lie that God has abandoned us. In Second Peter 3, verse 9, Scripture teaches that God doesn't want anyone to perish, but that all should repent. Now, a perfect example of God's love, patience, and forgiveness is depicted in the life of David. The great King David, the King of Israel, He had many accomplishments, many successes, but he committed some horrible sins. He fell into adultery. He committed murder, which led to the death of four of his sons, and there was rebellion and dysfunction within his only family. But in spite of these terrible sins, he was known as the man after God's heart. How could that be, folks? It's because he repented. He accepted God's correction of his sins, and he continually looked to God for forgiveness, strength, guidance, and help. And David's life experience taught me what this third step really entails. It's a heartfelt prayer of repentance, surrender, strength, and asking for guidance and protection. And we learned this through the prayer of David in the scripture that I asked you to reference last week, Psalm 61, verses 1 through 8. Let's unpack these life lessons through David's prayer. David started out in despair. He was overwhelmed, and he cried out, listen to my cry, hear my prayer. Folks, He started his prayer with childlike faith. I'll never forget my early years of recovery. I started my third step prayer like this. God, I'm dying down here. Please save me. Then he goes on to pray. From the ends of the earth, I cry to you for help. Listen, no matter where we are, whatever the circumstances, when we are a child of God, he hears our prayer. He's with us in his divine presence. And then he prays, lead me to the towering rock of safety, for you are my safe refuge. Folks, this reminds me of the old hymn, Christ the solid rock I stand. This rock that he's praying about is none other than Jesus Christ. In 2 Samuel 22, verse 23, we learn, God is the solid rock. In Proverbs 18, 20, the Lord is our fortress. And then Paul prays, let me live forever in your sanctuary beneath the shelters of your wings. Folks, God is so compassionate. He loves us so much. He knows the pain we're going through. And he will never refuse to hear our trust in him and our love for him. 
And then he continues, add many years to the life of the king. May his years span the generation. May he reign under God's protection forever. May your unfailing love and faithfulness watch over him. Ladies and gentlemen, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have an inheritance of eternal life. We have an inheritance of God's mercy. God's mercy endures forever. And he ends his prayer with praise. I will sing praise to your name forever as I fulfill my vows each day. He ended his prayer with peace, serenity, guidance, protection, and faithfulness. What a wonderful lesson on this life-changing principle. Now, I want to end with this. Folks, Satan is a loser. For far too many years, I gave too much credit to the power of Satan. Satan is nothing but smoking mirrors. Humanly speaking, Satan's power is like a toy pistol compared to the power of God's nuclear weapons. But we have to tap into that power, and God shows up with the big guns, grace, mercy, and healing power. A pastor once taught, we have to quit building mental monuments for Satan and start erecting spiritual altars for Jesus. Amen? In Romans 8, 6, we learn, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting God control you leads to life and peace. And Jesus teaches in Matthew 16, 25, whoever will save his life shall lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will find it. Folks, that's step three. Look, there's pain in recovery, and it's a tough season to go through. But God is with us through the season. We have to do our part, and God will do the rest. And what is our part? Finding a Bible teaching church, studying scripture, applying these principles to our lives, and attending recovery meetings for encouragement and support. God will be with us through our seasons, through our valleys, through our storms. He'll be with us through every step of recovery. And I promise you this, the sounds of a roaring lion controlling our minds will eventually wither away into a small whisper. And you too will end your prayer in praise. We may not be able to pray as eloquently as David did, but I'm going to ask you to pray along with me on this very short third step prayer. Father God, I'm standing on seeking sand. I need your help. Take my will, take my life, Take the obsession and compulsion from me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Folks, you need to tune in next week because we're going to have a special guest with us, and her name is Donna Petrelli. Donna accepted Christ as her Savior at a young age, but Satan, being cunning, crept into her life with his evil temptations, and eventually, She became enslaved with this disease of addiction. But today, through the power of the Holy Spirit in implementing these 12 spiritual steps to recovery, she has 
decades of recovery and healing. You really don't want to miss her testimony.